What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to What's Burning here with DeMarcus Cousins. Back, back, ladies and gentlemen, braved airplane issues. You yeah. were on a flight from Vegas to L.A. that was supposed to land in one it airport. Took two hours. You circled into another airport. We circled in L.A. for an hour before we landed. I was supposed to land in Burbank. Burbank was like, we can't even handle yeah, Boogie Cousins. We got to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Pick somewhere else, guy. But you're here now, friends. I'm here. I you're made here. it. Happy to be here. <laughs> we got to talk about the Warriors yeah. because the Splash Brothers, they're back. The boys are back, right? Saturday, Steph powers that emotional overtime win. Clay on Monday night, I'll get these numbers right, 38 points in 34 minutes. He's averaging a career high in scoring. Mm-hmm. Great, right? Everything's mm-hmm. there. They're getting back into form. The road record, still not what anyone would hope. But, you know, it seems like they're getting back into playoff form right at the right time, except for... Andrew Wiggins, Mm -hmm. still out. He's out for personal reasons. Everyone has been very respectful in a great way. I've even seen – I was a little worried about online because, Mm -hmm. you know, once people get into the Reddit. But people – Warriors fans have been great. I want to give them a lot of credit. They have been respectful about Andrew Wiggins and the fact that he's going through some shit personally. But there has been a little bit of a question of when he is coming back because Mm -hmm. for a while the Warriors were like, when Andrew gets back, when Wiggs gets back. The other night, this is what Steve Kerr said. He noticeably shifted his language. He said, quote, the hope is that we get Wiggins back. And the quote was, if he's able to come back, that would be great. And if not, we will handle it accordingly. He was the second best player during the finals at times last year, not Absolutely. through every game, but mm-hmm. certainly at times. How does what you think Golden State can do in the postseason, or even if they can get to the postseason change if Wiggs does not come back? Um, well, obviously, you know, Wiggs is a huge part to that team, but um, you know, this is a team that's been there. They've mm-hmm. seen they've seen every season that can happen throughout a playoff run. So um as far as them preparing or adjusting, I think that's more than capable. Right. But obviously, Wiggins is a huge piece, but they're still the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're still the Warriors. I just worry because, I mean, he's a big body who does a lot mm-hmm. of things for them, and just they're thin after him. They are. At that position. But I can still say, even if I'm in the top of the West. Right. I don't want to see the Warriors. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. I don't care who's <laughs> missing. Who's playing? Long Steph as, and Dre are there, long as you're... 30 is there, yeah. you have an issue. Yeah. So. Did you see that game the other night? I man, mean, he's incredible. He's well, incredible. ridiculous. Yeah, he's turning he's 35, incredible. I think, today. As we <laughs> he's here. incredible, man. Like, he's got about another 10 years to play. If he wanted yeah. to, right? If he really wants yeah. to. Yeah. No, I mean, his dad played into his late 30s, so yeah. I think he certainly thinks he can. That's a good point about the fact that they've adjusted to so much over the years. Mm-hmm. They can adjust to this also. Absolutely. I get that. They do have a really big five-game road road stint coming up, I think, uh, starting with the Clippers here in L.A. on Wednesday night. That's what I – how is it possible to have that bad – I think they're fourth worst in the league on the road and second best in the league at home. How is, like, how is that possible? Um, Explain how that works. It can happen. It can really happen. One thing about playing at home, it covers up a lot of your mistakes because of the energy in the building. Okay. So you can overcome a lot of mistakes just right. by the momentum. On the road, it's not the same thing. Those mistakes, they start adding up and building up. You right. don't, you don't have the crowd to feed off of when it's a, it's a ten point run. Does it really opponent. make that so much of a difference, though? It's that much of a difference. It's that much. So uh, it's understandable, but um, this is, you know, the Warriors have been inconsistent all year yeah. and inconsistent with health. Right. So with that being said, it's hard to find that chemistry and camaraderie throughout a year. On the road, that's what you lean on the most. Right. So. Those are the results with their record. I don't know, man. I'm 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 fascinated as someone who has never played, so therefore I'm always <laughs> asking people a million questions. Absolutely. The idea that you could be that different. I mean, I understand difference, that different, but they are. They're not reliable when it comes to that up and down of where they're playing. And mm-hmm. if you look around the West, by the way, Mavericks huge question West mark. West has kind of been like that with what's going on with them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Suns have injury issues, as mm-hmm. we know. The Grizzlies have John Morant issues. I don't know how else to say that. Um, on and on and on. And you know who is the most just going about their business team in the entire Western Conference right now? The Sacramento Kings <laughs> <laughs> right. have won eight of ten. I-, I can't believe I'm phrasing it this way, given the history of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Are they the most reliable team in the West? They are. As of right now, they are. I mean, the been Nuggets he- are they- there, but... The Nuggets have been healthy all mm-hmm. year, but, you know, the Nuggets... I would say they're the most reliable and obviously the biggest surprise. Yeah. But health plays such a huge factor in regular season. If you're healthy for the regular season, if your starting five is healthy for the regular season, right. you have a great chance of being successful for that season. It goes beyond... I mean, well, I don't know. Nate has the numbers. Producer Nate, can you put the numbers up there for me? Right, so, okay, here's the, here's the health, right? So, uh, Fox has played 60 out of 67 games. Sabonis, 65 out of 67 games. Harrison Barnes, every single game. Keegan <laughs> Murray, 65. Kevin Herter, 64, right? That's impressive. So, I mean, yes, regular season. Shout, shout out to their, uh, their training staff. Yeah, seriously, yeah, right? That's, that's impressive. Right? Does that matter going into the playoffs, or is that a regular season thing? I can say that's definitely a regular season thing. Okay. The playoffs... It's TBD, in my opinion. Playoffs is a whole nother monster. It's adjustments, it's schemes, it's attacking weaknesses the entire game. I don't know. We, I just don't think regular season carries over, and, and we've seen it before. Right. Obviously, it's teams that, like the Warriors, who've dominated the entire season, they can come out and dominate in the playoffs. That's why they're a franchise. Right. That's why they are with right. their dynasty, because they were able to do that. I just... 
this it's a lot of odds against him with the youth, with the inexperience. Right. We'll see. Well, I mean, look, I, I do think there's something to chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. And there's something about, like, you know what the guy across, you know, without even saying anything. You just know by mm -hmm. looking at him where he's going to be on the court, what he's going to do. When you've guys got guys who played 65, 67 games together, you develop that. That counts. And the bench is still horrible. But I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but. The bench is horrible. You got Book and KD coming at you. You know what I mean? Being able to look and know where your, your other guy's defending. I don't know mm -hmm. if that matters if you've also got you, the person you're defending is Kevin Durant. Like, Absolutely. That kind of thing. I just, I don't know. I, I do think, though, the reliability factor goes beyond, beyond health with them. Mm -hmm. You've been in that franchise. And by the way, it way predates you. I mean, even when the Kings were battling the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, it was not a stable team. Right. There was so much drama with mm -hmm. that team. There was drama when you were there. There is no drama with that team right now beyond health. Mike Brown has it just sort of very steady. Mm -hmm. Everything's going. Does that matter when you get into the playoffs? Or again, it's just talent. It's just who's got the best players on the court. Well, that's the thing. Um... I don't know if that is a good thing because regular season also pre prepares you for the playoffs. Right. It's regular season, it's about up and down. Oh, because right. in the playoffs, it's ups and downs. It's going to be ups and downs. No the energy what. can literally shift from right. a single game. Right. So, uh, like I said, this is a young team. They they are inexperienced. They do have a championship coach in Mike right. Brown. Um, I don't. I, I just. I don't. I don't see much success in the playoffs for the Kings this season. What do you remember about your first like playoff games? Everything was like a thousand miles per hour. Really? <laughs> everything, everything, everything's a thousand miles per hour. So, um, man, I, I just remember being singled out every single possession. Right. With the pick and roll, mm -hmm. and it's a it's a lot of schemes mm -hmm. in the play. It's everything is scheme. Right. It's not just regular basketball. It's yeah. literally a scheme the entire game. And they got up to seven games. So and scheme for and it. we talk about the Kings. They don't have Sabonis is an incredible mm -hmm. talent, yeah, yeah. but he's not a defensive big. Right. So he's gonna be a he's gonna be a point of emphasis when yeah, the playoff starts. Yeah. Then I start. We speak about the bench. Yeah. They don't. They haven't had a backup big all year. Yeah. They're up and down with how they feel about Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Uh, so they've struggled with that. I keep speaking on the bench. Yeah, but they're going to well, pick on the big fella. <laughs> it matters, though. Yeah, it does matter. They're like going to pick matter. on the big fella. Yeah. So what happens if he's in foul trouble or he he can't become a positive in those playoffs? Right. What happens then? Right. So I think those are real questions for that. That's why I speak on it's yeah. different in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm interested. I mean, well, what was it like at halftime, your first playoff game? Man, I'm listening to everything Coach got to say because I'm trying to figure this thing out. Like, man, like, Coach, talk me through this, man. What's, right? what's going on? Right? Yeah. So um, it's, it's definitely a, a different experience. Yeah. And, I mean, with me, I, it, was, it was a lot more difficult because I was injured yeah. in my first playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So it was, everything, like I said, everything was moving for me. When I was comfortable, got to play, you know, it's – but I've been there as well. Right. It was, you know, it's – you know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. That first go around is 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 a thousand miles per hour. Everything, everywhere, Everything. all at once. See, we were talking about that before mm -hmm. this started. Uh, all right, I want to go by the East because of the Sixers have been hot, hot, hot. Joel Embiid, insanity, right? His last twenty games, thirty three, ten, and four, fifty four percent from the floor. Leads the league in scoring. Sixers have won five straight as we sit here today. Third in the East. They're only three games out of first, and by the way, they're only one game back from Boston. I mean, James Harden leading the league in assists. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to say, I could pick them to come out of the East, or you just think they're still behind Milwaukee or Boston? 
Um, I think those are the three teams, but uh, that's not an answer to my question, Boogie Cousins. I didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, okay. um, I think Philly does have a great chance. Yeah. They are they are a contender. Um, it's always been a question in the recent years with you know Big Joe's health, and I think he checked that off this year in this season. He's been healthy most of the season. He's dominated the whole season. He's led the team. James is in a comfortable place. He's playing his role and, you know, being that pass first guard for them and closing when need when, when need be. Max, he's playing at a high level. They have great pieces around him. So um, if, if Big Joe carries this type of performance over into the playoffs, they definitely have a great chance. Where do you, where are you with him MVP versus Jokic Rianas? I think it's Big Joe's turn. We're going to just put it like you that. You do? All I right. think the other two guys have had theirs. Okay. Let's let's reward the big Is that fella. part of it for you, though? Because there's there's certainly people who are like, no, it's just about the numbers this season. Uh, the other season shouldn't come into it. Blah, well, if it's blah. just about the numbers in the season, I'm, it still leans towards Joe. He's leading the league in scoring. Mm -hmm. He's dominating at an all-time high. Like, mm -hmm. get a big fella his flowers. He's right. de he deserves it. He really deserves it. And I'm not taking away anything from the other two guys. Yeah. But they've receive their flowers. Yeah. Not to say they won't get more in the future, yeah. but as of right now, Big Joe deserves his flowers. It's so interesting too, because like if you say anything about one of these guys, the fan bases of the other two were like, how dare you? There's just this, this, mm -hmm. this feeling about the debate for MVP. It's gotten so toxic and it's gotten so, well, if you must hate this guy, if you like this guy yeah. type of thing. For me, it's always been a real question about is it about the best season? Who's had the best season? Is it about who the best player is? Mm -hmm. I think those should actually be two separate things. If you look at the other leagues, like the NFL has changed its awards in the last 20 years right. to be like, hey, here's the MVP. That's who's the best guy. Here's the offensive and defensive player of the year. That's who's had the best offensive mm -hmm. and defensive season. The NHL makes a difference between their MVP and their scoring champion. Like other leagues do this. Mm -hmm. We don't do it. Here is another year. Some years, by the way, the best season and the best player are the same guy. Right. But here's another year where I think you could ostensibly say those are two different I wouldn't guys. be mad at a co-MVP. Right? Oh, co-MVP. Well, I don't think I they could. I wouldn't be mad at that. I feel like the, the way they change the scoring, it used to be like just one vote for one person so you could get ties. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, remember we had co-rookie of the year with Grant Hill, right? Who was the, who was the co-rookie of the year with Grant Hill? Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Right, there we go. It can't happen anymore because they do like – Three, two, one, and then you get so many points for three third place vote, second mm -hmm. place vote. But I don't know. I I, I will keep. Everyone knows that's how I. You know, this is my issue. But I will keep campaigning. I think we should. I think we should change the way the awards work because I, I think it, the debate every year people are arguing over two completely different criteria. It's becoming cult like. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the cult activity is coming from the media side. Of it. Well, there's oh, there's so many hours of debate. Yeah, and it's it's, I mean, it's, it's really not about the talent or no. the performances. It's mm -hmm. well, who likes who, and right. who gives me the you know the yeah, most yeah. time. Like it's, it's weird. So, yeah. um, my vote for MVP this year is Joel Embiid. There you go. All right, you heard it there, for Boogie. <laughs> Absolutely. It's complicated though too on who votes because the media votes. I know a lot of media who I mean, first of all, some media don't vote, refuse to vote because right. they don't want to be put in that position, mm -hmm. or they're organization doesn't want to put them in that position. But there's really no one else to vote in that every time they hand a vote to the players, like the players got 25% of the all-star vote. Go look at, go back, it's available online. Go back and look at who they voted for. Because you had guys voting for, you had four votes for Chet Holmgren, who has not played a single minute 
in the NBA this season. Four players voted for him to make the All-Star game. You got guys voting for their teammates, guys voting for their bench guys. Like, you can't have the coaches vote because they obviously are extremely biased toward their mm -hmm. players. So I don't know who, how we solve this. Who votes? I think we should just create a committee. Yeah. So, like, maybe some former players? Possibly, yeah. Right? Just We should actually – I mean, we obviously have funds to yeah, do yeah. it. Right? Create a committee. All right. Would you be? Would you have that committee? I would love to be the head of that committee. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> what other thing? Do you think a rules committee too? You Man, can head. A I might create my committee? own little coat. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna come up next time. Next time you come on this, we're gonna have a list of committees. Boogie Cousins is gonna, is gonna <laughs> spearhead. Um, we can't talk about Philly without also talking about Boston, though. They're a little struggling. Five of five and five in their last ten. Mm -hmm. Dropped that game against the Rockets on Monday, despite 40 points from Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. And they just, I mean, if you look at it, they're fine, but they just don't look like themselves. Um, I think they're in the bottom five in fourth quarter scoring. Are you starting to get worried at all about them? I'm not worried. No? Um, it's that time of year. They've mm -hmm. dominated the entire season. Mm -hmm. It's... This is the part where guys start sitting out. And right. Once you get your place and in the playoffs, this is you know this yeah. is that time of season. So uh, to say I'm worried, no. But um, like I said, they've dominated the entire season. It's. it's I get it's it, and time. and look, March used to be dead in mm -hmm. the NBA, and that's part of why the play-in has been such a success because mm -hmm. now you've got. I mean, look at the West right now. You've got like eight teams who are trying to stay out of the play-in, in the play-in, all that stuff. Um, that being said. I do think it matters where you end up in a three-team conference where the top three teams we just talked about it are, mm -hmm. you know, kind of could go in any order. If you face Philadelphia in the second round versus if you don't face them until the Eastern Conference Finals, and by the way, if Boston – I mean, Boston had the number one spot for most of the season mm -hmm. until the Bucks went on that crazy run this last month, and Boston was looking at not having to face one of those teams until the Eastern Conference Finals. Now you got to face if – you, if you stay in that number two spot – or maybe you slip to three, you got to face one of those teams in the second round and then face the other one again in the – I mean, it's not like once you get through that, it's over. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is where this March slump kind of thing is a big deal, where I say, okay, it matters to me because mm -hmm. I, I think playoff positioning is really important. That's a I agree with that. I agree with that, but uh, I think regardless, they will end up seeing both teams, either second or – Right. Well, they'll see – yeah. So it's – yeah. Those are the three best teams in the East. Well, here's here's what I would say if I'm Joe Mazzula. I would look at all my guys and say, do you want to go seven games with Joel and James Harden? And even if you get through it, are you going to get hurt? Is someone, you know what I mean? Like you're just upping your chances of something going wrong. Even if you have confidence you could beat that team, which, by the way, I'm not sure I would have full confidence right, on right. that because we just talked about Philly. Mm -hmm. But, like, even if you're sitting there in your locker room and you think we can beat anyone, you put yourself in that position – you don't know what's going to happen. Someone could get hurt. and That's the, that's the beauty of the playoffs. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm looking for all of this action. Yeah, it's going to be a good postseason, right? It's going, in the East for sure. Right? In the East for sure. So I can't wait. I, I, I'm looking for all these headlines. So. The top of the East, obviously better as a group, top three, than the top in the West. Overall, though, with that playoff bracket, top eight, ten teams, do you think the East is a better group than the West, or the West is still better? I say the East is better right now, but just because the teams are flowing. Like right, yeah, the top. The teams. West is it's like late in the season, and this contender still figuring well, out the team. Yeah, like, well, it's deeper. The West is deeper. It's but, deep, but, but 
nobody They're really all down has there chemistry. Deep. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> struggling with chemistry right now. So. What's the opposite of depth? Tops. Yeah. There's not a lot of tops. So I think I think with the West, West we could we could have a, a crazy surprise with who comes yeah. out because it's just been so inconsistent all yeah. year. Yeah, and now with Memphis too. Like I don't, I, I could, you could tell me anything is going to happen with Memphis in the yeah. playoffs, and I believe you. Yeah. You could tell me they have a, a first round exit where they only win one game. I would believe you just because of the inconsistency they're going to mm-hmm. walk into the playoffs with, even if Ja is back by then. Or you could tell me they win two rounds. Like I, I, I don't. Does Ja come back this year? You, you think there's a chance he won't? I don't see him coming back this season. Really? Nah. How come? Just the way with things play out when it comes to, you know, weapons and how they feel about it. I, I just don't see. I hope. Yeah. I, I, I pray overcomes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. But I don't, I don't see it playing out. And obviously you have to set an example. Can I give you my cynical point of view, though? What you think? I think there are a lot of very wealthy people invested in John Morant being on the court. Oh, of course. And I think that includes the league as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think that Ja is kind of one of the brightest lights we got as one of our I young agree. stars. I agree. I think that there is a big emotional investment in him being there when the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a different league than it was when someone, when David Stern told Gilbert Arenas to sit down for 50 games. That is true. <laughs> and I just, it you know, Nike league. and is very invested in John a shoe Moran coming out. And Powerade. Like, in the middle of all this stuff, like, three days before the latest incident, but after the previous two, Powerade signs this huge deal with John Morant. Like, I, I just, again, this is me being cynical. It's a lot but the of money the NBA, on hold right now. I just think. You got a point, where It's a lot of money on hold. <laughs> there is not that. I mean, I love Gilbert, and I, again, I'm, I grew up in the D.C. area, and I worked in D.C. when he was there and, and all that, but there was not this kind of money no. on Gilbert Arenas being on no, the court. That, I, that, I agree. That's, that's very true. So. That's very true. I don't know. I'm rooting for you, kid. I hope yeah. you make it back. Yeah. I mean, and that's I the other thing, too, by the way. I think everyone likes Ja. And I by love the way, him. and that's, that's not a counterpoint yeah. to Gil, who I do love. But like, Ja, just now talking totally about Ja, like, he's so likable. Yeah. Right? He's so fun. I think fans are willing to give him some room and some leeway. I don't think there's some big Well, fan. technically, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, he didn't break any yeah. laws. He, he hasn't done anything wrong. The NBA has its own rules about yes. guns, right? And then mm-hmm. there's the question of how did he get the gun there, yes. right? This is not a question. I'm not a law enforcement officer, but unless he picked that gun up that afternoon in Colorado, which, by the way, he could have. There's mm-hmm. many available in Colorado, I believe, at the Walmart. But, like, um, <laughs> or did they stop selling guns? Am I wrong? Am I right? No? Yes? They, right. Thank you. I think in Colorado you can go into, like, the 7-Eleven and get a gun. I mean, that is an open carry state. So who, whoever... Who I don't know, but if he did bring it with him on the plane, that is mm-hmm. illegal. But yeah, right. but I don't know, and he's not being. That's not the question. I don't want to get off track. Right. Like he did not break any any laws in Colorado. It is more of just hey, this is a young man who obviously has had a series of issues. Who there are a lot of people invested in, not just monetarily, but mm-hmm. emotionally, and and just I think we all want Ja to succeed yes. and. So the idea that he is now getting some help, it came out, uh, I think, yesterday that he is in some program in Florida and um, just, you know, get himself in, in a place where he can make the best decisions. Right. And that's, that's what we all want, right, is that, that him having autonomy over his own life and not having circumstances and other stuff he's getting into making those decisions for and him. And we got to also realize this is a kid. Yes. This is, is he a still 23? baby. He's 23. Right. This is a baby. Yeah. I, man, I was doing so much stupid shit at 23. <laughs> you? Like, no. Me, uh, me. Right. 
But I mean, get my like, stars. I can't imagine. I know. I know people my age still making dumb well, decisions. No, of so it's like get yes. like and obviously likewise. he has to. And this is the this is the part of the business where it, it's tricky and it sucks for that individual. You got to yeah. grow up quicker than you really want to. Yeah. Or and, maybe you should have to. Yeah. yeah. Or. Or then you have to. And this is just a lesson for him to come to that realization. Like, yeah. I have to grow up. Right. Not a bad thing. Not a knock to yeah. him. You go through your, you know, your obstacles in life. You got plenty of life to live. Next year, we won't even remember this. Yeah. But, so, but that's like, what I mean. Like, I just think there's a big investment in the game on him mm-hmm. getting back on track. I think we see him in the playoffs. Get back on I track. I think that yeah. he'll be, everyone will be welcoming him back. There's no like, oh, he's a thug. Like, right. I, I mean, I've seen a little bit of that, but not within the game, not within the sport. Right. No. And like, I, I just think people want, I want him to succeed. People want him to succeed. This and is just a grow up moment. Yeah. Just grow up so. moment. That's all it is. And, yeah. and nothing more. Yeah. But it still creates a question. I don't know what, what kind of team they're going to be. Steven Adams is still out, by the way. All that, you know. We'll see. Yeah. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're gonna get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Legendary Moments presented to you by Top Shot. We're going to talk big men because I got a big man sitting right next to me. Um, The best highlights in today's NBA. I want to uh, look at a few highlight-driven centers. Who's got the best highlights, you think? In today's game? Yeah. That's a big. It's a big. I'm going to have to go with Zion. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Zion moment you think of? (laughs) Man. Just some dunks. I'm... His energy at the end of the game where he yeah. did the 360 windmill. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I, I was I was a fan of that moment. So probably I, w- I would roll with that. He's one. I'm talking about likable. He's so likable. Cool, like when man. he smiles, you just yeah. want to like go. Lights wherever, up the room, yeah. Right? Wherever mm-hmm. he wants to do, you're like, all right, I'm on board. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I like uh Jokic's passing highlights, obviously, are there for me. I mean, he does some shit where you're just like, come on. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Great highlights. Yeah. He's a highlight reel yeah. as well. But anyone else? Is there anyone else who you just like as a big who you're just like, yeah, he's doing it right? You like watching? Oh, Joel. He, yeah. I think Joel is that 
the evolutionary player. Right. Where, and, and obviously Jokic is too, yeah. but I'm talking about as like the evolution of a big man score. Right. Yes. I mean, I, we've seen bigs that can pass. Now that Jokic is right. Yeah. So don't, mm-hmm. I know he has a cult too. Don't <laughs> jump Denver on Denver Army. Yeah. I, not at his rate, but yeah, we've yeah. seen passing bigs before. Mm-hmm. We've never seen a big score the way Joel does. Okay, but closest you- thing was probably Dream. Yes. But no, well, I get yeah. Even at that, that, at that, that rate, ga- part of his game has evolved. Yes. Like, Although you were one of the guys. I mean, who, I don't want to toot my own horn. I get you it. Know here, I'm in that that's category. why I'm sitting here <laughs> to do that for you. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and the way Joel's doing it too, with the outside yeah. game, also. Yeah. I mean, I would like to say I'm the Don, but he mm-hmm. definitely evolved the game. Well, yeah. but I mean, he can't do that without you having done what you did first. And you know, I do think it's interesting when you were doing it. Like how many how many coaches do you have along the way who told you like don't shoot from there? Oh my god! I mean, I would love to speak on that. I mean, my first <laughs> coach in the league told me not to shoot. I he bet. just wanted me to be a screen a screener. Who who are we talking about? Because I could go look. Rest it up, in peace, but... Paul Westfall. Okay. He didn't want me to. He didn't want me to shoot at all. Right. He just wanted me to be a screen. Well, he actually didn't even want to draft me, but that's a. <laughs> Different situation. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he didn't believe in me as a scorer, so he just wanted me to be. And you know, I've I've always had this stigma of, you know, not being a coachable guy. In that moment, I'm glad I wasn't coachable because I probably wouldn't have done what I've done in my career. So yeah, Uh, was there any coach you had along the way that really encouraged you to shoot, especially from out the three? Surprisingly, so, and I'm sure I'll get a tweet or something from later on. Mr. Carl. Mr. Carl, my guy. I'm, <laughs> congrats on the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You old grumpy man. But, <laughs> but uh, it was it was actually George. Um, and it was more so to fit his scheme of the offense. He he mm-hmm. didn't believe in feeding the post. So he just told me to shoot threes. He knew I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I shoot yeah. three to the point where it was, yeah, just stand on the outside. Like, but so, that must uh, have been fun to have someone tell you you could do that. Well, it was it was a little manipulation behind You're not going like, to give me an inch on George Carl, are you? No. I just know the guy. <laughs> I just know the guy. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, like I said, congrats on this Hall of Fame. Like, well-deserved. Do you think there's any room for the two of you to have a peaceful moment down the road? It's, it's no beef. I'm... I can't beef with him. Like I got respect for him. He's my elder. No, I know. Yeah, I can't beef with him. Okay, but it's no beef. He he got it. I want what he got. Hall of Fame. Right. So it's it's, it's no beef. Well, well, I just didn't know if I get you. To, I'm, I'm in my mind as you're talking. I'm like maybe I could get George and Boogie in a room one day. Nah, that's unnecessary. That's unnecessary. <laughs> no. It's not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's not where we're going. Yeah, just just leave things be. <laughs> How long have you known me? You've known me for I know, a decade I know, and a half. I know, when do I, I leave know. things be? Never. Just leave it be, man. <laughs> Never. It's, it's unnecessary. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Um, I'm sure George is sitting on his porch in his rocking chair sipping lemonade. Leave him be. <laughs> lemonade? That's what he's drinking? Possibly. Or <laughs> lemonade like, with Splenda or something. Uh-huh. Who knows? I like that he encouraged you to shoot from the outside, though. And I do think, like, we saw, and like, Porzingis, Joel, I mean, we've seen the evolution of mm-hmm. that. Um, all the way through. I mean, KD obviously is a different different position, but yeah. you know the idea that he can play inside and outside I the mean, way. KG was the first big to run point. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. I remember those playoffs. Yep. And yeah. when a young man named Victor comes over from France next year, I think we're going to see another leap, right? Have you watched him? I saw him in person. I saw him um, oh, in, in the showcase in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what? Give me give me a little rundown. 
what the fuck? I mean, that's what it feels like, right? When you're when watching. When I him? saw this seven foot six dude do a one foot three pointer, like, like he was just shooting around in the gym. Yeah, yeah that's he, man. Not my problem. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, right now. Yeah, no, nah, that's year. not my problem, man. <laughs> Wait till next year. Yeah, Need we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe they'll let me back in. Who knows? But I mean, in all seriousness, when he when he starts playing, and maybe mm-hmm. not in the first two months, but I expect him to evolve the game. And right now, it's what the fuck. But right. five years, ten years after him, some other there be will be else. there will be yeah. kids come. I mean, because we looked at Steph Curry in 2015, and we were like, come on, we never nobody else could, do, yeah. no one could ever do that, whatever. And now we got a whole fleet of Steph Currys. I mean, not uh, Steph. Okay, okay, let me take that, that back. Let me take we, that back. We got not people that want to emulate Steph. Steph Curry. Yeah, okay, yep, that's you better. Right, that it's, is a proper check. Steph is a one of one. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. But I just mean that, like, the idea of shooting. I mean, look, even Damian Lillard. Yeah. Who, who's I mean, a one-of-one. One. Who's a one-of-one yeah. himself and a different player. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the idea that you can shoot from back there. Right. I mean, I would trust Damian Lillard to shoot from that logo. Absolutely. Every single time he wants to launch the ball. And Damian only. And, and well, and Steph, maybe. And Steph only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I just mean that you've got, for every impossible player, and I think Victor Webanyama is going to be another impossible player, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years later, there's a whole bunch of guys at least trying to play that style of game. That's true. So that's true. We'll see. We also have to see where this kid ends up. Well, that's true. Because the we can sit here and act like, yeah, where you get drafted matters. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope that goes well for him because yeah. I would love, I want to see him with the Spurs. That would be, I think that's a great fit. Right? I want to see him with the Spurs. Right. Get Me personally, I think training. Pop would turn this dude into something crazy. Yep. So I, I want to see him with the Spurs. Me personally. The Rockets? Hell no. God, no. I knew that was Please don't answer. do it. <laughs> no. I think that's the spectrum of the possible teams. Yeah, please, like, no. The Spurs would be amazing. The Rockets. No. Um, God, no. No. It matters, right? It matters where you It really start matters. Out. It really matters. If they're a playoff team, yeah. and you know they're, their whole goal is to win, yeah, I could see it happening yeah. in a positive way for them, but. Going to a bad team and mm-hmm. developing, Spurs 100%. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Well, I don't know. You can start your NBA Top Shot collection today at nbatopshot.com. Look for the big man Top Shots, right? Look, don't, don't just go to the guard ones. Don't just go to the guard moments. Go to the big man moments. Come Show on. big some love. Get man. closer to the game and players you love. Sign up today. All right, let's get up to DraftKings because we found this prop bet that was pretty cool. Will there be a first-time NBA champ crowned this season? Here are the nominees. All right, so I'm going to go through each team. You tell me well, Nuggets, Clippers, Grizzlies, Suns. This list was longer when you first gave it to me, Producer Nate. Yeah, I mean, these are <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a long list. Can you say some of the other teams that were on there? He gave me a list this morning that was like 11 teams, and there were some teams on there. Was the Magic on there? Am I correct that the Magic were on there? I was like, what are you smoking? Which, by the way, at Showtime is a, is a completely legit question. But uh, unlike some of the other places I've worked. But the point is... <laughs> The point is, the nominees that are realistic, the Nuggets, Clippers, Grizzlies, and Suns, yes is plus 145, I'm repeating, and no is minus 180. All right, so what? where would you would you put your money on, yes or no? Yes camp is Nuggets, Clippers, Grizzlies, and Suns, one of those teams. No camp is everyone else. Suns. But would you say yes or no that, that any of them could even do it? Say, I would say no if I'm placing this bet. I would say I'm gonna I'm, say yes. You would say yes. So you think the Suns? You have enough faith in the Suns that you would say yes. Yes. 
over the Bucks or the Celtics or the Sixers? Who's stopping? Or the Warriors? Yes. 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 Yes? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yes. You're not worried about the health? No. Mm-mm. I mean, health is, that's everybody's issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you okay, can't, but that got, can never be a factor. You've got KD and Chris Paul, though, who are more prone to injury well, than some of these well, other. Well, Chris Paul can really just, you know, do his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, no shade. Okay, I'm, okay. Right. It's not as much pressure on him being older. No, it's true. You got two. Go- no, no, this is a great position for Chris to be in. Yeah, it is. Because. So I don't think his body is taking as much of a beating as no, it has in true. the past. That's true. So, I Yeah. Okay. The way they're coached, Monty's a great coach. Yeah, Monty's great. I can see the Suns pulling up. All right. I can see them pulling this out. So go on DK Sportsbook and I guess place your money yes on that right, let me, bet. Let me borrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you need that's that's true. <laughs> of the people in this room, you need to borrow money. Let me borrow it. You know. <laughs> yep. We gonna both eat. Uh huh. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Uh, NBA and the, oh wait you know what before we leave this topic I do want to and injuries in the Suns I gotta ask this question I did ask you a little bit before we started but KD and the lows oh the, the clip the low tops oh is God. where he hurt himself and he's worn lows forever and by yeah. the way half the we, half the league wears low tops and yeah. anyone who pretends otherwise isn't paying attention Kobe wore the lows was like a whole, you know so. Yes, that is it's part of basketball. Do but do you think it has anything to do with? Because there's been they've done in-depth studies, and frankly, they've gone different directions. They did a huge in-depth study, said it didn't matter, and they did a big in-depth study, and it said it did matter. So I don't know what to believe. I mean, I've been rolling my ankles my whole entire basketball career. When I was in high tops, and then I don't think you don't that, think it matters at all. I don't think it matters at all. But um, I just know somebody was fired for that wet the, spot. The, the ball of the ball. Yeah. Can you fire a ball, kid? Don't they work for free? <laughs> Well, he working for free somewhere else. <laughs> it won't be in that arena. <laughs> so uh, I'm more concerned about the guy getting a new job than the, the low tops. <laughs> someone, someone slipped. Was it a Kuminga, Jonathan Kuminga? Like the next two nights later or something, the same exact thing. Man, I just want, we got to find some guys passionate about Keeping that floor clean. That's what you. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> you want a Kevin this, Garnett level passion? Yes, that is for unacceptable. floor dryness. <laughs> we're we are dealing with world class athletes and they're slipping. More important than focusing warm, on the shoes. Like I just need a little more passion for your job. That's yeah. all I'm asking. I mean, people just got real. I think I feel like taller, lankier athletes roll their roll know, their ankles, ankles and. I mean, LeBron rolls his ankle every five minutes. I I literally roll. At one point in my career, I roll my ankle every game. Really. Every game, it became like a rubber band. Like I'm so serious. Yeah. Literally every game, sometimes twice a game. I don't know. I think it, it might have something to do with you know the lankiness or whatever. Right. But he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, All right. Well, yeah, be he better be fine. You're betting on him to win the title. Yeah, he'll uh, be fine. <laughs> the NBA and the Players Association are in talks to add game, a games minimum for the major awards. Mm-hmm. Are you here for that? Absolutely. All right. Tell me why. Uh, it cuts out some of the politics yeah. that goes into these awards yearly. Yeah. Um, sometimes a guy can play a minimum amount of games and still be a candidate, and other times it's held against him. So right. It just cuts out another politic. 
in my opinion. So. I like I I would say I would be against this only in that I like the fact that it's one more thing that a voter can take into account, not in the terms of like oh did he play enough games, but I actually look at it even at a different level. So when Joel Embiid was a rookie, I voted for him for rookie of the year, even mm. though I think he only played thirty something games. I don't know off the top of my head. Thirty one producer name it says. Because in my mind, and by the way, this is no disrespect to Malcolm Brogdon, who won that year, who I think is an excellent player and I really enjoy watching, I still would have rather that year, I would have rather had Joel for 30-something games than rookie Malcolm Brogdon, who was not the player he is today, Mm -hmm. for however many he played, 70-something games or whatever it was. I get that. Because in my head, if I had to pick, and that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. That's the decision you're making. I'm taking into account the games played, but I would rather have had rookie Joel Embiid for 30-something games than the other two guys who were ahead of him, finished ahead of him in the voting. So. But then it takes away from what Malcolm did in that season. Because well, yeah. I mean, regardless so, of what happened with Joel, Malcolm mm-hmm. had a good he clearly season. no. He absolutely did. By the way, and that's another thing you were just talking about. One guy winning doesn't mean the other guy's trash. Right. So yes, yes, he did. And by the way, he would Malcolm that year. Malcolm was second on my ballot right. because, by the way, after all, out of all the rookies, I thought he was the second most guy for the number mm-hmm. of games he played that I would have wanted on my team if I was a GM. But for me, Joel was such a force that I would rather have him for a third of the season than a guy who is less of a force for, you know, five, six of the season I mean, but, that, I but that's think my that's personal also, opinion, yeah. and I was in the minority, by the way. I can see that also coming from who Joel is now in today's game. Yeah. So that's easy to speak back on and be like, yeah, well, it should have been Joel. I'm not speaking back on I did it I'm at the time. Thank opinion. you. Thank I'm you. speaking from my opinion. These are my goggles. <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. So this is I not mean, me backtracking through history. I did it at the time. You can look it up. I mean, but at the end, at the end of the day, adding this new layer to you yeah. know, it what's does make required, it simpler. It does make it simpler. It, does, it makes it simpler. It does make it simpler. It does take and it that pushes out of it. guys to actually go play. Now. Well, that's the other. So okay, so that's the second part of the question. Do you think there are guys? And by the way, not just because their ego wants to win some of these awards, but there's contract incentives mm-hmm. with money involved to win some of these awards. Mm-hmm. Do you think guys who may be on the fence of do I play these five extra games or whatever it is would actually go play and push themselves a little harder if they put this rule in? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you don't want to miss that award. If let's say it's sixty-five game requirement, <laughs> you play sixty-four. You You're having not. a career year, man. Yeah. I'm gonna play these last five of the season. Yeah, absolutely. You know it's not gonna be sixty-five though. That no. minimum. If no. they, be if like they, forty. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're gonna try to get them in. We're gonna squeeze them in. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, this is gonna. I, I read, might be twenty-five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> once this news story came out, I saw the stuff like, aha. This is what's going to fix load management. Yeah. I'm like, no one's putting in a no one's putting in a 70 game requirement, friends. No. That's not happening. <laughs> so it's just going to be a disagreement, man. right? I right? want to tell you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I I I get it. I get all the reasons we're trying to get superstars to play. I know that. I mean, even there's media people I know who are jaded and have seen a million games, and they're still you know, uh, uh, you know, someone doesn't show up for a big game. You're kind of mm-hmm. disappointed, right? It's kind of weird, though, because it's like what the league is kind of asking for, they're taking away the competitive edge of the game. Yeah. But they want guys to still be competitive. So what do you mean they're taking away the competitive edge you, of the game? You can't even stare a guy down You can't touch anyone. <laughs> if a guy dunks me and they stare mm-hmm. me down. Right. You get called. In my head, I'm like, oh, I'm about to go dunk this motherfucker back. Right. Now it's like, oh, I'm just waiting for him to get his tech. Yeah. I got your back. Like, it's, yep. it's like, so the whole competitive nature is, 
it's, it's, it's almost like a contradiction. Like, you want us to compete, but, you know, the the fiery side of the game we don't want. Right. So it's like, how do what what are you really asking for here? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in every sport, that's what it feels like now. I mean, I'm watching in the NFL. I mean, the NFL, we talking longevity. We talking these guys going back home to their family. So no, I know. theirs I is that. a little more understandable. Little yeah, yeah. I With still, the NBA, I thought that I mean, I thought we were in a great place. Right. Competition wise. Yeah, yeah. Obviously it's a business and you know you're gonna tweak things here and there to yeah. make sure the business flourishes. But as far as the game in itself, I thought it was in a, a great place. Right. Well those texts are Now it's hard to too. watch a game. Well you get back to the text question. Mm-hmm. You've got Luca, I think he's what, two away from again, I'm not, I don't have the number in front of me, but he's just a couple texts away from starting to miss every other game. I mean yeah. starting to miss a game with every other tech. Mm-hmm. You can get up to. I mean, I know. Okay. I actually. Oh, I was, was going to say, <laughs> talking about tax, <laughs> Boogie, you can enlighten me here. <laughs> so, what is it? It's the 16th game you start to get. Yeah, it's something right? around that nature. Uh-huh. Uh, I can recall uh, something like this. So long ago. Mm-hmm. Who could possibly say? But Luca's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Dylan Brooks the other day who now has hit across that threshold? Yeah, I don't really understand him. Yeah. I'm, well, he was going at Draymond the other day. What do you he's think? He's going at? at a lot of guys. He's going at a lot of guys. I don't. I don't really understand it. Like I, it's, and like I, like I, I have no issue with the confidence. Right. I have no issue with the competitive nature. But it's once it begins to become where you're knocking down guys that did this before you. Yeah. Or, and we're talking about Hall of Fame guys. Yeah. This isn't just some guy at the end of the day. We his last three targets have been Hall of Fame guys. Right. Which is. Mind blowing to me. Relax. That's my advice. Just relax. Go be yourself on the court. Be that fiery competitive guy, but just relax. Like Well, he's gotta stay on the court to be Yeah, on the court. you're not you're not quite there yet. Relax. Relax. <laughs> you know, be you know, be the sidekick to, you know, mm-hmm. Ja and great piece to the team. Mm-hmm. But just relax. It's, you, the extras aren't necessary. Right. Yeah. All right. That's just my advice to mm-hmm. you. And I met the guy, and it's it's not quite the same. It's not quite the same. Just relax. Well, again, he's got to yeah. stay on the court with the text. Him Luca, too. Yeah, Luca relax. has to stay on the court with the text. Mm-hmm. And you you do. You brought it up. You have a little bit of experience with hitting that threshold. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will go back to Rashid, who had 44 texts in one year, but that was Impressive. before they, they hit the one game, every other suspension, <laughs> one game sort of rule. It's impressive, going Sheed. on. <laughs> I mean, you just got to bow down to that. Yeah, man, she, man, she, that's. <laughs> that's a number. That's right a God there. level of right no fucks given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, no, I, I, you are right. When, if a guy stares a guy down, he gets a tech and then it's it changes weird. the tenor of the game. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe things will get a little spicy. Maybe they'll, they'll have a little more room. Things can get a little spicier in the playoffs as we careen toward it. I love that we get to talk hoop for these next few months. Buggy, thank you for your circling flight. I appreciate it. Y'all can catch What's Burning available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube. It's on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Show Basketball. There you go. See ya. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. 
And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.